Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to Soundbites. I keep making mistakes when we do this show. That's okay. It's uh, it's the end of the week. It's a Friday night and it's been... It's uh, a beer o'clock somewhere. Yeah, look, you're sort of at the end of a work week, but you're excited for the weekend. So, you know, everything's going everywhere. Well, on today's show, tonight's show, on this show that you're going to be listening to in your (laughs) beautiful ears, people, uh, we are taking a trip back down memory lane. Yes. We did this uh, famous facts that were not true. That's right. In season one. Two. Two. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was, yeah. want to go back further. Even uh, further. Even okay. further. Uh, but w- to celebrate season three and the passing of time, <laughs> <laughs> we decided that we're going to do famous facts that are not true. Yeah, so this was a... Part two. Yeah, this is a fun little episode. So, um, the... the it's really a bit mistitled though, because they're not facts, because they're obviously they're not true, they're but myths. they're yeah, they're beliefs that people have had, and and often they've been recited. Um, uh, you know, you might often you know hear people say, "Oh, did you know that this, that, and that?" Or and uh, and it turns out actually that these things aren't actually true at all. But we're going to talk about what it is, the belief. Uh, why did we originally think it was true? And yep. then we're going to talk about how we know it's not. Sorry, I do need to fix my mic. Um, but um, <laughs> so I'm just going to mute myself while you start. All right, I'll start so off with you the start with the next first one. So now some of you might already know um, the um, that some of these aren't true, but uh, uh, I'll get going anyway. So the first one is is that some people say, "Oh, did you know that your fingernails and hair continue to grow after you dry?" And what, why they used to believe that was true was is that when, they, when someone had passed away um, and then when there was a period of time, so a few days or, or even a week um, between their death and their uh, burial, um, they would notice that their fingernails were longer or their hair looked longer. Um, but why it actually is. So what happens is when you die, all your body metabolisms stop. So the only metabolisms that keep going are the metabolisms that aren't actually part of you. So the bacteria on your skin will start to um, win the war against your immune system because your immune system is no longer functioning, and that's how you start to decompose. Um, but also, what are you happens, saying that my body is constantly in a fight with itself? It's in a fight with everything around it and some of the things that are in it. How dare you try to fight me and ruin my, decompose me while I'm alive? Well, no, that's your own immune system. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. I know. I'm <laughs> not going to be spraying you with Glen 20 or anything. <laughs> I think everyone should now. Well, get wiped down well, with Glen 20 con- or... Considering um, the, the pandemic, Dettol. I think I think that's... Uh, well, you know, it's surprisingly... Someone said to do that, didn't they? Yeah, no, inf- this, this is a sidetrack, as we often sidetrack. Um... You might see some social media posts saying, uh, and this is all from the conspiracy theorists, saying that um, no one has died from the flu or influenza um, or pneumonia ever since COVID came about. Um, and they, they're claiming that what's happening is is that they're taking all the usual seasonal flu, influenza. and A lot of people have said this. Yeah, and they've said, oh, no, and they're hiding it under the COVID numbers to make COVID look more scary. But, in fact, if you have a look at the Australian Bureau of Statistics website, we are actually still recording them as separate numbers. Um, that none of those statements are true. So if you see it on so Facebook, how many deaths? Are just under, just to test your calculus. Oh, now you got to uh, ask me uh, to remember what I read three weeks ago. Um, uh, have there been any deaths because of influenza slash yeah, flu? Yeah, both in Australia. Um, well, in, influenza is the flu. Um, I keep 
for some reason, I don't know why I use the two different terms. Well, um, people like to hear the word flu. Yeah, so uh, so the I think in in the last three months, um, Australia wide, there has been some. Oh no, sorry, in, oh, no, I'm, I'm not remembering I this right. Somebody, somebody needs to it. fact check this. Um, so on the Australian Bureau of Statistics website, if you put um, influ- deaths um, due to influenza in the last uh, twelve months. It's something like um, 75 or maybe okay. it's in the hundreds. So we have a – it's going to take me a while to find it, but let me let me uh, try to find it. Uh, so um, there, uh, we, we will have to most probably edit all this out, yeah. um, but, but keep going. So, yeah, so the reason why we think or why they used to think that hair and nails used to grow after you died was um, because of that um, – uh, you know, they, they looked longer after a few days. But actually what is happening, so what is really happening is, is that your body's dehydrating, so the skin tends to, to um, shrink or withdraw a bit, uh, and that's why your nails look longer. So your nails haven't grown, it's just that the skin around them has, has retracted and it looks longer. And same with your hair, um, it doesn't grow anymore. What happens is that the um, skin and the scalp um, has shrunk a bit, uh, so it looks like your hair is slightly longer. Wow. So that's um yeah. So that's that that's a a, a quote that people will often state, but uh, sadly isn't true. Do you know the problem with okay side topic again? Going back to the <laughs> influenza thing, the problem with all these data is that the government does, and I, don't get me wrong, I love the fact they give you the data, but because they do it in weekly or fortnightly um, brackets. So for example, a sixteenth of November to the 29th of November. Yeah. That's a fortnight. No, a week. Either one. Yeah. I have to go through each PDF to find out the stats oh, for that okay. fortnight. So yeah, so you're reading the, the, the weekly report. Yes. So there is actually something else. Maybe when we have a break, we'll, we'll, we'll try find, find it. it. Yeah. yeah. But um, we should go and talk about the human body for a second because you did mention something very interesting that your human body deteriorates while you're dead. Oh, well, well, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, some people are deteriorates while they're alive if you're not taking care of it properly. You know, well, you I get mean, like the, and... the skin disappears, and well, you, you yeah. have to look at a mummy to know. Well, even... we, we should just clarify, mummy. We're talking about Egyptian mummies, right? So yeah. not your mummy at home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't please don't go and harass your mother. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to say that we yeah. said that your mum's yeah, deteriorating. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. what we said. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. I can just see us now having to explain what we meant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now um, well, are we ready to move on to the next one? Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, I thought you had a question. No, but no. I didn't. I didn't. That's I, uh, okay. I just, I just love the fact that my nails keep growing. But they, I just told <laughs> I you. <know>. They <laughs> <laughs> oh, Russell. <laughs> well, no. However you look at it, it can still say that you're growing, even though you're not. Can't believe your nails. What happens to your nails? Do they, do they get broken down after a while? Well, bugs eat them. Everything gets broken down. So if you don't get cremated... Your teeth don't. Well, they eventually they do. So do they? whilst they don't go as quickly, um, so things that will um, last the longest is obviously your teeth, your dentition, and your bones. Um, and that's why sometimes when people have been um, interred uh, after many, many years, um, if, if they haven't been buried, then they can opt or the family can opt to take the remains and place that in an ossuary, which is where uh, the only remains of you is the bones and oh. any remaining dentition. But that's where you find that osher guy. No, it's not where osher lives. I don't even know who osher is. So Australian Idol host. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, so I don't 
tend to watch a lot of like TV. that was ages ago but yeah oh okay. that's where he started yeah. yeah so so you can um be interred first so in a mausoleum or um in a what mausoleum no the word before that interred, interred. yeah so you can be interred which means which is not a burial it it's means i-n-t-u-r-d oh no i have to write it down <laughs> interred interred you know. like a poop it's not no, not interred. Well, you sort of have to compress it and say it quickly. Interred. Okay. So it's entered. Oh, no. Oh, Russell. Um, so, and then, yeah. So, and then if you are there for, I know, 25, 50 years and the family no longer want to pay for you in a mausoleum, uh, you can then be, just have your bones. Tucked in a bin. In the, yeah. Or you can have them, the remains cremated or uh, you, your remains can be buried or you can place them in an ossuary. Just put me in the recycling bin. I'm sure someone can recycle I, me. I want to do one of those ones which is more about, I don't know, they plant you with a seed and it turns into a tree and, yeah. and then sort Well, of I guess you've got nutri- nutrients in your body. Well, there's a lot of energy in you. Um, a lot of energy, eh? Yeah, so as you break down, because, you know, essentially that's what we are. We're states of... We're basically atoms. Well, I think it's, everything is basically. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure we've actually had this conversation before. Yeah, everything is atoms. Go check out season one and listen to the whole one, yeah. two, and three. Yeah, listen to fi- all of it <laughs> and find and fact check us. See if we've actually talked about this. No, you know, we have made mistakes. I, you know, we I, have I, to do. Yeah, it, you know? no, and I've and I've been wanting to do a bloopers reel because I know in one episode I misquoted the name of the third person who was on the Apollo Eleven space. Oh, um, that's okay. No one cares. Yeah, no. Um, and I have mispronounced some words as well. <laughs> that's just uh, funny. Yeah, so so look, you know, if you are listening to it and you go, that's not right, it, we actually probably do know we, that. We yeah. just haven't gotten around to fixing it all up. And we're not fixing it. We might just do a blooper reel. Yeah, yeah um, you can tease us about it and say, oh, you've said that wrong. Well, anyway, I'd like you to do this show. Uh, talking to the audience here. Oh, yeah. I'd like you to do this show as much as we, we've Peter left does a, this show. We've left an open invitation. So if you want to yeah. come and join us, we'd love to... When's your friend coming on? I think he's going to... Because he's coming over for Christmas. So uh, I reckon we'll have him on. Jeff, you're on notice. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's watching, Jeff. Have you been a good boy? <laughs> he's been very good, actually. <laughs> well, we like naughty boys. <laughs> uh, G-rated show. Well, okay. All right, so... <laughs> Next one. The next one. And then we'll take a break. All right. So this one actually goes back quite a while. So this myth dates back to the 1930s. Hang on, hang on. We, just got, we just got an emergency vehicle passing. All right. We'll wait until they pass. Now, you, I don't know if you've ever heard this. I remember hearing this one when I was a kid and I was watching an episode of Doctor Who and the doctor said, did you know it's aerodynamically impossible for bumblebees to fly? But yet they still do. And uh, and in fact, that myth... I actually did not recall this line. And yeah, it was the fourth Doctor for all you Doctor Who nerds like me out there. Okay, do you have an episode number? Oh, you know I don't. Okay, we'll find the episode number and we'll put the trailer in the in the in the podcast page. Yeah, I don't know if I will, <laughs> but I'll try. <laughs> well, I'll try. <laughs> uh, give me well in the break. I'll write a note to actually find oh, it. I'm okay. sure there's someone out there that yeah. has the information. Oh, I'm sure there is. So anyway, so this myth does so, date back to the 1930s. But bumblebirds, bumblebees, bumblebee, bumblebee. We don't have them here in Australia. No, we have bees. Actually, you know, side topic. Yeah. You know what bee we do have, which really freaks me out. The barreling bee, or the the one that barrels into the ground. I can't think of what it's oh. called. It's in it's in Western Australia too. Oh really? They don't put they don't have a clear hive. They create holes in the ground, and the woman comes and mates with the one that she wants to mate with. Hmm. It was a uh, power fact by ABC Perth. 
Okay, I might have to look that up. Yes. Burrowing bees. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they've got a fancy name than that, yeah, but yeah. that's what I'm calling them. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they can fly. Well, yeah, they're bees. They're, they're aerodynamically capable of flying. I think so. Mind <laughs> yeah. you, I would think that once you touch their wings with some red dust, they would stop flying, but... Maybe they have a way oh, yeah, of cleaning I themselves. I don't want to antagonise bees. You know not all bees have um, stingers? All bees have stingers? Not all bees not have. A, yeah. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I was quite surprised to find that out too. I thought they so were So how all... do you kill them if they don't have a stinger? Well, you don't have to kill them. You, in fact, you can just leave them alone. Damn, that's not fun. <laughs> okay. So anyway, getting back to the myth. So the myth that uh, it's aerodynamically impossible for bumblebees to fly. So where this started from was it was from an, a French uh, entomologist, Austin Magnum. And he noted that the bees' flight should be impossible because of the haphazard way their wings flap around. Um, and then this was sort of circulated further during a dinner at a German technical university when a biologist asked an aerodynamic expert about insect flight. And uh, the aerodynamicist dynamicist, uh, did a few calculations and found that that according to the accepted theory of the day, bumblebees didn't generate enough lift to fly. Um, and so that and but what happened was is he used the wrong set of um, calculations. calculations because what he was doing was the calculations based on a fixed winged aeroplanes as opposed to the fact that bees can flap their wings. Well, you know the problem that he he forgot to do is forgot to times one times yeah. MC square. <laughs> yeah, he put the, decimal, time. <laughs> put the decimal spot in the decimal point in the wrong spot. Um, oh. But the, th- the thing was that he actually um, eventually did realise uh, his mistake and he tried to fix it. But by that no stage... No one believed you, buddy. No one believed no, you. No, everyone and, was and, just... And you know something? I don't believe him either. I don't think bumblebees can fly. Because okay. I've seen Transformers and I can tell you now, Bumblebee does not fly. It's a different Bumblebee. Oh. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take... Less, less of the um, Chevrolet type Bumblebee and more of the actual... Bumblebee can fight and talk. You find that more believable than flying? <laughs> totally. On that note, we're taking a break. We'll be back on the other side of this. Stick around, stay tuned for a sound bite. CRN1 United, Perth dedicated LGBTIQA plus station. You're locked on to CRN1 United, and why can I not hear myself now? That's because my headset's down. Um, you're locked on to CRN1 United. This is Sound Bites, and we just need to go back to a topic that we started in the first half of the yes. first part of this show about influenza deaths. Yes. Let's so. quickly. Over to you, Peter. All right. So we, we did find it from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. So between January and May 2021, uh, sadly, there were 766 deaths uh, due to pneumonia. And influenza pneumonia statistics are recorded together um, because they're part of lower respiratory illnesses. Uh, but what um, we do know is, is that there have been no deaths recorded since July 2020. Um, and the reason... Primarily for that is because people are more social distancing, wearing masks, washing hands, uh, using sanitizers, all those sorts of things. So and not being a bug chaser. That's right. You know, um, it, it, it just goes to show that normally, like even when I go to the gym and we're all wiping down the equipment now. and, I, and I, That never used to happen, let's be honest. It never used to happen. People used like, to just wipe it with their already sweaty towel yeah. and move on to the next one. I swear people still do that though. Oh yeah, look. Yeah, but but see, this is the thing: is that even though we've reduced it um, to everyone not doing it, to only maybe five percent of people not doing it, it's had massive impacts. And the five percent will get dead. Will, will get sick. 
not dead. Well, they, well, yeah, well, they do get sick. People do get Sorry, sick. Sorry, I do. But, yeah, so, so when recording this information, uh, for it to appear on the Australian Bureau of Statistics, it has to have been verified by a um, virology test, which identifies the actual virus. So it's not that... Um, so it's, it's, it's basically like, so for people who don't know what v- v- that type of test is, yeah. it's kind of like a COVID test, as in like a PCR test. Yep, but, but this is done to determine what the virus is. is yeah. So it's it's almost like going and getting a blood test. I'm not sure how they do it, but they would what, usually do a swab of the dead person. Yeah. Or the uh, is this done before or after death? Well, it'd be part of the whole uh, ev- yeah evaluation of death. There's always an investigation after death, unless there's you know like a, a severe history of something. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it was not unusual. And the coroner um, just goes, oh, yeah, it's this one. Stick a label yeah, on so We love sticking labels on things, people. Well, we do have to understand I, how everything works I, and functions know, and okay. data is important. You know, this is going to freak you out, but I would love to be dead. Okay. Only to wake up at the coroner's table right. with that tag on my foot. You know, you could just go and buy a tag. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just put it on your foot. And every morning when you wake up, you go, Woo! I beat it again. <laughs> oh, nothing like just wake I up. I will tell you, I do have a bit of a morbid fascination. <laughs> Usually I don't talk about my private life, but I have sleep apnea. So I'm one of those people who has to wear a mask when they sleep. Yes. And what I've recently discovered is, is with that mask on, I, I actually pull my blankets and sheets and covers over the top of my head. And so every night when I go to go to bed, this is just this is really sick. Uh, every time I go to bed, I pronounce myself dead. <laughs> and I think if anyone breaks in and they go, "Oh my god, this guy's already dead," <laughs> they're probably waiting for the uh, for someone to come collect him and take him away. So I can't believe that you cover yourself up like yeah, I do. I, I cocoon my. I, I also call it cocooning myself as well. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's, there you go. That, that's... Morbid fascinations. That's odd. I've got everyone messaging me at once. They're probably messaging you saying, why uh, no, are you no, doing no. a show with such a... He said, you're quiet when you finish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. So, yeah, neither do I. I'm, I'm quite busy. I'm quite verbal at the moment. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm quite live. <laughs> but we do have more famous facts that aren't true. I know, but I do like the fact that you can breathe under under your cover. Yeah, I do. Because that and actually in winter when, you know, I'm really cold, I just love just like cocooning myself. you get cold myself. air on your face though with the No, mask. I don't get any of it. No, that's the thing. So it sort of gets of you. pumped I'm in. so jealous of it you. Is of, it is the only benefit, apart from not suffering the effects of yeah. sleep apnea, uh, it is the only benefit of this damn mask thing. You can't sleep on your side, can you? I, I only sleep on my side. Oh, yeah. I sometimes I roll onto my back, but mainly I sleep on my side. Okay. Let's anyway, move on. let's move on to famous facts that are just not true. Ooh. What so fa- sorry, one, my, sc- <laughs> I'm taking my this sc- computer because we had to look up the ABS statistics. Um, my, my screen is not with me at the moment. Now it is. But it's on its way back. It's so, right. you know, I, I don't know if you ever remember hearing this as a kid. I know I was told this as a kid, that if you find a baby bird on the ground, don't ever try and, and pick it up or handle it because if the mother bird smells you on the baby chick... Um, it it will abandon the baby chick. Yes, I've heard this, and it's it's. This is why you never touch chicks. Baby bird chicks. Yeah. That, well, I've been serious there, and you took it somewhere else. Yeah, no, I didn't. You did. Um, so anyway, so. But you know which chicks you can touch? Magpies, because they swoop at you. 
Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be trying to touch magpie chicks. They would swoop at you. Have you ever been swooped? No, I haven't. I've been really. I'd be lucky because you know what I always do, and this is the one thing that my mum, as much as she's crazy, one thing she has done because her tree has magpies in, she feeds them mints. Wow. And they don't bother us. Wow. So they sort of think that you're part of the flock. They just, they come, get their mints during the season, and then they bugger off. They go. So if I, I look, I look, I will say this. It is terrible that recently a mother uh, was carrying her baby and uh, the magpies Oh, yes. No, that's a horrible and story. And yeah. crashed her baby. And yeah. very, very, yeah. very apologetic to the woman. And, yeah. and there's a big call now for the council to get destroy that bird. But at the same time, that yeah. bird was only doing its job. Yeah, I'm. I, I wouldn't back the call to have the magpie put down. Um, I, I wouldn't. And, and sadly, that's the the thing is that the, nothing, none of this is good. You know, and it's very sad that we we lost a, a little one in it. You all. know what I really want to know though? What was the state of the footpath? Because she tripped. I understand she was running, but she fundamentally tripped over something. Unless she tripped over her own feet. Well, she could have. Which she could have done. And look, and you know, I. I yeah, I, I think it's a good it. question to check what yeah. the state of the footpath is. Um, but I, I think that it will never, uh, it will never bring her baby back. So no, our thoughts so and condolences are with her and her absolutely. family. Um, but here is a tip: if you ever see a bird on the floor like a chick, yeah, just don't pick it up. No, you can. Oh, I don't think you should. No, but you, if if it's to put it back on the nest, because what can but happen sometimes, depending on the breed of bird, um, is that uh, because the the parent birds or the mother bird can't lift the baby back up to the nest, so what can happen is that they they will call out to the bird to try and get the baby to get up back into the nest. I know it's this is it's animal intuitive. Yeah, but I mean that that's the, the end, baby can't fly yeah, yet. Yeah, but that's the only tool they've got. And that will exhaust the baby bird, and unfortunately, but there's baby nothing actually wrong with you picking it up and putting it back in the nest. But the thing is, is that you have to vacate the area because the reason why people believe that the parent bird or the mother bird will abandon the baby chick is because people tend to stand and wait to see if the mother comes back, comes back, and yep. and the mother stays away because it's watching you watching. Baby. The baby, you're so. a predator. Now get away from my baby. Yeah, so so if you do see a baby bird and you can see with the nest where it's come from, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you picking it up and putting it away. Um, and in fact, most birds have a very poor sense of smell, so don't worry about leaving your scent on the bird. It won't actually yeah. affect it. Now, you need to wait 24 hours before reporting a missing person to the police. Yeah, this has to be true in some cases because, okay, in WA at least and. I only know because I've had to report a missing person. I, we thought my mum was missing. Okay. Um, they said, oh, we can't do anything f- until 24 hours is up. So that's interesting because I went onto the WA Police website and it specifically says you do not wait, need to wait 24 hours before reporting a person is missing. Interesting. So why did I get told on the phone from police command centre, whatever they call it. Yep. Not, I didn't ring triple zero, I rang one three one whatever the number is. Yeah. And they said, No, you have to wait till um twenty four hours. Well, I don't know. I can't That's answer that. But I will say this on another case where mum was 
called the police. Yeah. They came straight out and she's in a runner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe not talk too much about your mum. <laughs> My mum's lovely. I know she is. She goes hiding. There uh, you go. She's spicing life up for everybody. So oh, the anyway. reason why the reason why people believe this is because it's frequently used on television yes. as a plot device. Yeah, well, it is a good plot device. If I if I can't search for someone for twenty four hours, that's a good hide and seek start. Yeah, it is a good hide and seek start. So, um, so, but when when you look at a lot of um police jurisdictions around the world, um, I don't know of any that actually has that rule that. Uh, um, you have to wait 24 hours before you can report a person missing. So, the, so, And this is a good reminder for people that just because you see something on television or the movies, it's TV and movies are for entertainment. It's They, they don't necessarily have to do the any... question I have, yes? and I know you mostly can't answer it, maybe this is where a WA police officer, if they're listening, which they're always listening, um, <laughs> why don't you give us a call? You got my number. <laughs> and, tell, <laughs> and tell us, and tell us, um, what is the minimum hour? Because if a kid's autistic, for example, I bet you it's instant. You can report that straight away and they'll come out for you. But I bet you if your 12-year-olds ran away or your 16-year-olds ran away, I bet you they say, oh, just go and check all the friends' houses and do all that kind of stuff. I bet you it's about an hour, two hours, maybe even further before they actually take you a bit seriously. Yeah, I, I don't know if there is a time requirement I and, and I'm not going to say anything more because I don't know. Um, but I do know that on the WA Police website, it does say you do not need to wait 24 hours. So I don't know if there's a yeah. minimum time. You have to wait 23 hours and 59 seconds. No. Oh, Russell. <laughs> Could you just imagine that? <laughs> no. Anyway, let's move on to the next one before we take another break. And this one I can't say because I can't. I can't. Ostriches. Ostriches. Yeah. Bury their heads in the sand when they are scared. Yeah, have you ever heard that? No, I didn't even think that ostriches would bury their head in the sand because that was counterintuitive. It is counterintuitive and they can't do it anyway. No, because their necks don't bend enough that far. Oh, that no, they, they will reach the ground. Oh, can they do their whole whoop whoop? No. No? Oh, no. no. They can't go and <laughs> pluck their feathers under the belly? Oh, maybe they can. I don't know. I, I'm not an expert uh, If a on... zoologist is listening, which we know you are, yeah. please contact the station and tell us, can an ostrich... Tickle themselves. I'm sure, I'm sure that I'm sure they can. You know, they've got such long necks and they they're quite, you know, flexible and bendy. <laughs> yes, they're very bendy, aren't they? So, Ostriches. I'm talking about. Yeah, so they would be out of you know. I, I wonder if there's a spot on them that they can't get. They'd have. They'd have. To, you know, us humans, we cannot get our backs properly. There's always a bit of our back that we cannot get. I got one of those back scrubber things. Yeah, we're not talking about when you get. <laughs> That's why you find so many people right, rubbing themselves against the door frame when they're itchy. Well, someone's got to rub the door. Oh, Russell. Um, people behaved? looking at ostriches will often see that their head's in the sand. Um, and what are they doing? But they're not actually because what happens is, is that um, it's a bit of an optical illusion. So the ostriches are the largest living birds, but their heads are pretty small. So if you see them picking at the ground from a distance, it may look like their heads are buried in the ground. Um so they swallow sand and pebbles to help grind up the food in their stomachs. Uh, and this means that they have to bend down and briefly stick their heads in the earth to collect this material. But they do not bury their own heads in the sand just because they're scared. Sorry, they're, sca- they're scared of the, the ground? or no, no, just scared in general. So predators or okay. somebody wanting to try and ride them like a horse. There's nothing wrong with riding... Uh, riding 
Ostriches um, like uh, a horse. Yeah, they don't like it though. I know they don't like it. They're not it. big fans of it. Do you think camels like it? Well, you know, camels have never really been truly domesticated. Like we we think they have really? been. Yeah, no, but they're a bit surly. They're one of the few animals that we uh, even if we try to farm them, we we have a lot of trouble with them. Um, it, but you know, one of the biggest. Um, Problems we have with cam- especially in Australia, is that we have such a large camel population mm. that we actually export camels to the Middle East. Uh, wow. Yeah. I, are you sure they're not a pest? Well, no, they are. Oh, they're, they're a pest. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I wasn't sure. That's why I asked. But they're also very, very hardy in the fact that, that, that they can live and they, they virtually can eat anything, like plant-wise. Yep. Uh, and, and that's why they've um, been so successful in the outback. Well, what we are going to do right now is take another break, and when we come back, we will continue this uh, lovely show of ours. So stick around, stay tuned, you're locked on to DRN1 United. DRN1 United, Perth dedicated LGBTIQA plus station. You're locked on to DRN1, this is Soundbites, and uh, we are having a great chat off air, but we'll continue that chat off air. Uh, we are going to continue about talking about... Oh, God, this is so not one of them. Come on. Tomatoes are vegetables. They're fruits. They are fruits. But some I know people that think because vegetables. they've got seeds in them. Yeah. Don't people know by now that if it's got seeds in it, it's a fruit? Yeah, so it's... Uh, but... Si- simply put, any part of the plant, so the leaves or the branches or the roots or... Yep. That is a vegetable. Anything that is... Uh, containing seeds or part of the reproductive process of the plant is a fruit. Yes, and guess what, people? If you don't know that one, well... Yeah, but you can't put tomatoes in fruit salad. Of course someone has. <laughs> I'm sure, well, I'm sure, I'm sure in the history of humanity, somebody's... I'm sure some weirdo out yeah, there. Yeah, has done it. And I'm not calling you a weirdo. I'm just saying it, it yeah. would be weird. Yeah. But do you, Thank you, motorbike. But do you know something about fruit? Uh, about, sorry, tomatoes? Not everyone likes them. I have a friend who doesn't like tomatoes, but does like tomato sauce. See, and I used to be that person. (laughs) Well, I don't know about (laughs) who you're talking about, but I, when I grew up, so I always hated tomatoes. I could eat tomato sauce, and having an Italian background, I could eat tomato sauce till the cows came home. Um, But if you were to give me a tomato, if you sliced tomato, unless it was buried in layers of a sandwich somewhere or um, I couldn't eat it raw. But about five years ago, I thought, right, I'm going to try this again. So I had avoided tomatoes for the bulk of my life. Um, And then I started just with cherry tomatoes and got used to those and then just kept getting Going on bigger to the bigger and bigger, and bigger, and bigger tomatoes, <laughs> and now I can actually eat tomatoes. So, so I don't know whether it was just because as a kid I decided I hated them and I just never tried them. I like how the fact that you started with small and then you went bigger and bigger. And bigger. Oh, Russell, this is a G-rated show. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with going being being oh. starting small and but anyway. So up. next what time, you, what did you think about cherry tomatoes? Do you I prefer, quite like them actually? Do you prefer cherry tomatoes over regular tomatoes? Yeah, but what I only like. I only like them. <laughs> this is so stupid of me. No, like when not. I put them in my mouth, as long as when I bite down, I don't like them. Like yeah, you know, sometimes they explode out. Yeah. Uh, and I always think of that scene in you know Lord of the Rings when that horrible man is chewing those tomatoes. One thing I haven't like, seen. Oh, anyway. I will say this: that we tried to watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's made in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "This is boring. Let's turn it off." 
It was. Yeah, I would rather watch Legally Blonde over Lord of the Rings. My precious. My <laughs> I guess it's not for everyone. So I, I quite enjoyed I, it, and I when I went to New Zealand, you know, I did you know, go you know what, you know what I was really thinking, and I actually said this to to the person we were watching with. I was like, "Where's the adult movie of this one?" My bling, my precious. Anyway, when I was <laughs> anyway, in New Zealand, on. I went to Hobbiton, and I thought it was, oh, I thought it was wonderful. I had a great time. I, think, I, I personally think I that love. it could be. It could be a very and interesting film. I have to say, film. New Zealand is a spectacular country too. Oh, so when we can travel beautiful. again, I can't wait to go back. Go from those Hobbitons. Let's move on to coffee beans. Sorry, coffee is made out of beans. Of course it's made out of beans. No, see, it's this, a ground up beans. No, see, but that's what, it's, that's what people think, that they're beans, but they're actually the coffee seed. But they call them coffee beans. I know they call them coffee beans because they look like beans, um, uh, but they're actually the seed inside the fruit. Of the cafea plant, fruit, um, the fruit of the cafea plant, um, and in that process, we roast and we grind them, and then we filter them through uh, water, hot water, to make coffee. But they're actually a seed, not a bean. Well, there you go. Next time someone wants to sell you coffee beans, say you're fake. Yeah, I want a pack of coffee seeds. And when they look yeah. at you quizzically, you can explain all that to them, and you can watch their eyes roll in. Disbelief. Or in, in lack of care of yeah. anything you've had to say. I, there will be someone out there that will brand it much coffee like, scenes. Much like most people as they listen to this show. <laughs> I, I'm always rolling my eyes. Oh, uh, not, not, oh, not at you. Not at you. Not me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, now, the next one is peanuts are not. Uh, uh, peanuts are a type of nuts, but they're not. No, they're not a nut. We but, refer, the, refer to them but, as a nut. But saying that, even though they're not... Doctors will say that you've got a nut allergy with peanuts. Yeah, because everyone refers to them as a peanut. Well, maybe they should stop being a pea head and start <laughs> calling them what they are. And what is that? What so, are they? So peanuts are actually legumes. So they're a so type they're... of plant with uh, uh, seeds that grow inside a pod, uh, much like peas or beans. Um, but unlike nuts, which are grown on trees, peanuts uh, grow underground. So they're like potatoes. <laughs> sort of, but they're not the root of the veg. Of, I, will, of the I plant. will say this: uh, next time someone says to me that they're allergic to peanuts, I want them to say that they're allergic to pods or legumes. Or legumes, but they're not allergic to all ne- legumes. Just the peanut legume. Oh well, see you there. You go. You might as well just start saying that you're allergic to peanut. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think people on. are listening to this thinking you're. Both a couple of nuts. Oh, I love being nuts. Okay. Anyway, there is a dark side of the moon. Yeah. So well, there's actually, a bright the, side I don't and believe, a dark side. Okay. So uh, when I read that, and until you said what you just said, I was like, well, yeah, there always is a dark side of the moon, but it's not dark naturally. The sun revolves around, no, we revolve around the sun, and, <laughs> and the moon revolves around us. Yeah. I'm correct here. Yeah. With my ass. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And it just depends on what, what part of the moon is not facing the sun, I think. Am I close? Yeah, you are. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, so when when we refer to the dark side of the moon, we refer to the dark side of the moon of what we can see. And not what we can't see. And not what we can't see. So, But, in fact, the moon is cur- constantly rotating on its own axis. So it's, it's also turning around. I was just going to say that. Does the moon spin? Yeah, so there's no area of the moon that's in permanent darkness. 
Um, so uh, what we believe to be the dark side of the moon is just a trick of our perspective from where we stand and usually where the sun hits it. But the question I'm asking, I know the, the moon rotates. Yep. But does the moon spin? That's what, that's what that means. No, no, like does it stay still and rotate or does the moon also spin on its ask, a- a- axis, axis yeah. like Earth? Like, yeah. Okay, so it's a planet. No, it's a moon. To, to be defined as a planet, first the object has to be spherical in nature. Sorry, Which all you flat, flat Earth people. Um, and it also has to orbit uh, a stellar body such as the sun or a star. So it can't uh, go around the Earth. No, because then it becomes a moon. So yeah. the moon is a natural satellite of Earth. Well, one day that satellite might and not be here. And it's one of the biggest in our solar system. Did you hear, side note for a second, sure. that two satellites have crashed a gang and now have micro debris in the atmosphere. Yeah, and this is where they're starting to worry because now the name of the effect has escaped me. But what it is is that exponential. So as those that debris crashes outwards or scatters, yeah. it then hits more satellites, which then creates more debris, which hits more satellites, and, and it's a compounding effect. And I forgot what the name of the effect is. We will find out, and we might do another space episode just to just talk about crashing yeah, satellites. crashing satellites. Because I think we're going to block ourselves in. Well, you, you know, you're right, because... Um, not only will we block ourselves in, but we will lose some really important technologies such as GPS, communications, uh, all sorts of things if we can't have satellites. I mean, we would, what we would do is put them further out uh, into orbit, but then that has other knock-on effects such as um, a lag time um, between the signals going yeah, up to the, the satellites. There's another, there's another problem with this. So NASA believes that they can laser them out of the sky. With Boeing's yeah. technology, I believe it's Boeing whose who's patent is technology. It's actually designed as a war weapon, believe it or, believe yeah. it or not. Um, in all their in all their patent files, it's it's a laser beam that's going out to, to that beams out, and a rocket comes in, and it basically creates a force field because of the way it's heating up the inside air. Really, really cool science if it works, but. It, it does sound like something out of a comic book. Oh, okay. Look, they uh, they said it on on uh, the. Oh no, I don't. I don't doubt it. Like like, uh, th- this technology will be around where they will laser these te- these bits out of the sky. Yeah, I wonder if they're like changing their momentum, which then means that they come closer down and then caught in our gravity. They're, they're going to laser out the the micro. Oh, I'm the, the, Basically, they're going to try to let. Uh, laser the satellites that have crashed out of okay all right we'll have to have a look at it we will will keep you keep you watched on this one because it's very interesting anyway if if someone else is a space fan uh like if nasa's listening yeah come and join uh, us come and join us and tell us about how you're going to destroy the world or (laughs) save it most probably destroy it they're not going to do that oh come on elon musk is pretty much doing it no, he's not. He is too. Why do you say that? You always say things about Elon. Because him and Jeff Bezos are having a a tiny man syndrome competition to find out who's got the bigger wang. And both of them, quite frankly, are polluting our atmosphere. With reusable rockets. No, well, not necessarily with reusable rockets, but with the fuel that they are using to actually get it to that altitude. And I understand that the people out there that disagree with me, that's fine. 
at the end of the day, we don't know exactly what the chemicals that they are using to... Methane oxygen oxidizer. Yep, so polluting the earth. Okay. Anyway, cows fart too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sunflowers do not fart. Uh, no. But they do track, uh, do track, do track the sun across the sky. Now, this one, I almost think is true because don't they want all the sun? So yeah, so so I don't know if you ever heard that um, sunflowers like as the sun goes across the sky, so rises in the uh, east and sets in the west in WA anyway. Yeah. Um, that the sun, the heads of the sunflowers will actually follow the sun across the sky. It makes total sense. It does make total sense, except for the fact that it's not a true. It's not true. But you were right when you said it's almost true because young flowers follow the sun. So the young. Um, so basically, what you're saying is, when you get old, you stop. Yeah. So once the flower matures, they stop tracking the sun. Um, the uniform alignment of the flowers results from what is called uh, heliotropism. It's like us young people. When you're young, you start running, and then all of a sudden you stop running because you break down. <laughs> it's a bit harder when you get older. It's just like everything the sun- aches and grows. Exactly, it's just like the sunflower. Yeah, sort of. So there it, you it's, go. it's running to the sun, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'll do off this. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I've seen this before. It'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs> okay, now I thought this said doping, but it's actually called dropping. dropping. A coin from the Empire State Building would kill someone. Okay, Mythbusters did this. Yeah. And I can't remember. They said they said it could knock someone out. Probably. I don't, I don't, and they said if it landed in the correct position, it could potentially pierce someone's skull. I didn't see the episode, so I'm yeah. not sure. But, okay, let's get, uh, we, we will try to find so, so when I'm going to try to find it while you talk right, about you, it. You, you go and look for it. So what it was is when skyscrapers first appeared. So these were the biggest buildings people had ever seen. So people believed that if you dropped a coin from the top of the building, it would gain, gain enough speed, or what we call terminal velocity, um, that if it hit someone, it would actually kill them. But, and even though Russell's going to um, myth bust this one, the coin... Uh, weighs only about a gram and it tumbles as it falls and as a result there is so much air resistance that the coin never really gathers uh, much speed and before it hits its terminal velocity which means it doesn't get to that high speed so yes it would hurt and yes it would probably leave a mark and probably even um, break the skin depending on the way it hit you um, but you will not die from so what we're going to do is I'm going to just um, rem- I'm going to take a screenshot of my phone for a second because so I remember we will include the um, the Mythbusters episode or the six minute skit that they did where they did a penny gun now they built the penny gun because clearly they're not allowed to drop a, a coin a off coin. a penny off the Empire State Building so what they did was they reconstructed uh, the speed and the velocity and the, the all that kind of stuff from a penny gun. Oh. So we will p- put that in the episode page. So head over to drm1.com.au forward slash shows forward slash soundbites and click on season three episode, sorry, season three, episode three, and you can watch the, uh, the clip there. Yeah. What a great feature on it the new website. If you haven't website. seen the new website that Russell made, oh, uh, go check it out. That team of monkeys made? No, no don't say that. <laughs> what is it? A million monkeys on a million typewriters will eventually come. Someone, they, actually, uh, someone actually did a bit of an experiment. <laughs> this is going to be a sidetrack. <laughs> someone did an experiment where they put a 
computer slash word processor in a monkey cage to see what would happen. Nothing. Nothing. No, the monkeys basically just destroyed the computer. Base. <laughs> yeah, so they ended up urinating Sorry. on it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that's because they didn't use a typewriter. No, so... Don't so that, that give concept a monkey of an iPad. I wonder something what, for future research to look I'm into. Sh- I'm going to see if there's a clip about a monkey with an iPad. I'm sure there is. You know, if you want to see something absolutely fascinating, yes. look for um, monkey short-term memory tests. They have the most amazing short-term memory. But the long-term memory fails them. No, I don't know about the long-term memory. Um, and I don't actually know if it's short-term memory, but it's certainly their perception, their ability to see something with very little um, time, uh, and then they can process that information. Well, right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are down to two minutes left of the show. Oh, gosh. So I am going to let you pick your last one. And wow. Right, this will be the last Okay. One. All right. I don't know if you've ever heard this one, but you know, sometimes people say eating cheese before bed will give you nightmares. I love cheese, and I love, eating, too. It, and I love eating it before bed. Yeah, do you but get a lot of nightmares? I have did have a nightmare last night. So oh. I don't know if this isn't true because half the time I don't have nightmares and I have other dreams. And and, and last night I had this a nightmare. But did you eat cheese before you I went did to bed? Have cheese, yeah, but not cheese by itself. What what was it? With? I had a hamburger. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, so I don't know if we could blame it on the cheese. Yeah, one. I don't know. Maybe it was the Hungry Jack's hamburger. Hungry Jack's hamburger with cheese. Yeah. Do you have a... Bacon, cheese, lettuce, tomato. Oh. Just everything. Quite a... It was the hunger table. an elaborate... Uh, it was the hunger table. Yeah. So I had two two burgers, one large fries and a large uh, orange juice. And you wonder why you had nightmares? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was just uh, me trying to tell my heart to clog up. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is an interesting thing, uh, right? Life is short, so why drag it out? <laughs> <laughs> go get your COVID jab today. Yes. Don't say that. No. Yes. No, go get your jab, but not because of what he said. What? Anyway, going back Life to... Life is short. You go and get your COVID jab today. Yeah. To, to make it longer. That's right. So you don't... Die. Yeah. And I said that, not not, not Peter. Okay. Um, just just to, to save your skin. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the myth. So eating yes. cheese before bed gives you nightmares. So this actually comes from a bit of a misquote from Dickens Ebenezer Scrooge's story, which is my least favourite Dickens story because every TV show has done this to death. The You know, the ghost of Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future, all that stuff. Anyway, mm. um, although there are or, or other origins that believe it started in the 1950s when people who were taking certain antidepressants would oh, have had bad darling. dreams when also eating drugs. cheese. Yeah, because, drugs, drugs, drugs. Because, you know, no, we're very good at recognising patterns even if they're not connected. Mm. Yes. What type of cheese were they? Uh, Gorgonzola, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Moldy Gorgonzola cheese. cheese Association, please don't. Moldy cheese, that's what they're eating. Maybe. You know, I found out that someone that I know is allergic to mould. I'm allergic to penicillin. That's why. Yeah. So he can't have the cheese that has mold on it. No, I, I avoid that one too. But I would have avoided it anyway because the concept of eating moldy cheese. You know, there's this vile cheese in Sicily mm. that has maggots in it. Maggot cheese, no thanks. Yeah, you no. Take it and, and I'm not talking about maggots that have expired. I'm talking about maggots, li- maggots. live maggots. Well, do you know that Coles has 
shredded plastic in your cheese. Oh, uh, no extra cost. No extra cost. If you go and get the sliced cheese, grated, sorry, grated cheese, a father feeding it to his children uh, found shredded plastic in the packaging. Wow. Coles said it was a mistake. Well, I'd hope it would be a mistake. And they're investigating it. But that's not a good look for Coles because that was Coles. It was a Coles branded. Oh, okay. So yeah, don't don't be don't be don't be a cheapskate. So even though the myth of eating cheese before bed will give you nightmares, there is some truth to the claim that cheese will give you more emotionally charged dreams, but not necessarily like nightmares. Mm. And don't well, ask me why, because I don't know. I want emotionally charged dreams, but I want Do good you? dreams. Do you? <laughs> I want ones where I'm playing with puppy dogs. Oh, I love having dreams about my puppy dogs. Yep, yep. Both my puppy dogs have unfortunately crossed over the Rainbow Bridge and they're waiting for me on the other side. Oh. DRN1 United, Perth dedicated LGBTIQA plus station. Okay, and for our very final one, which um, if you're listening on the pod, this one is going to be an interesting one because it's been debated, it's been argued, it's been tested. <laughs> um, that... <laughs> You have to wait thirty minutes after eating before you can go swimming. Yeah, have you? Did, have you ever heard this one before? Look, I've done this one. Have you? Not, <gasps> did not, you like not, test it? Did not, you eat something not, and go swimming? Well, we've all done it, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, I have like, too. I've had beer in the spa. Technically, that's food, <laughs> or uh, technically yeah, it's a it's well, a liquid. Yeah, you can drown in the spa bath, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> People trust have. Me, trust me, you can drown in the star bath. In the yeah. star bath. Spa, spa bath. bath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it was believed that after eating blood would uh, was diverted from your stomach to digest food, thereby increasing the likelihood that you would experience cramps and muscle tiredness. While blood is diverted to your stomach, it's not enough to put you at risk of muscle tiredness or cramps. Mind you, I have had a stomach cramp after eating. Oh, um, what were you eating? Chocolate. Oh, well. If you go swimming or engage in any other activity, wink, wink, however, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a full stomach will make you short of breath, which yeah. means that you may drown. No. It, yes. It just means don't overexert yourself. Imagine if you're going... <laughs> I'm yeah, doing over, it, sorry, I'm yeah, doing overarm. Yeah. Uh, um, what's it called? Overarm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then breaststroke. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you you like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but a shortness of breath breath isn't an absence of breath. No, but the shortness of breath and you not being able to get. Yeah, but I, imagine you just swallow water while you're trying to take a gasp of air, which I'm sure has been done. But that. Well, but that's a drowning because of breathing. Well, see, there's a we, we've we've got a mechanism, a little uh, flap. That stops, usually when it's working properly, stops water from entering your lungs. It sort of flaps yeah, over the, the... We know a lot of people that, well, not personally, but we... <laughs> I hope not. Um, we know a lot of people that have drowned um, through news articles, oh, of course. Yeah, uh, I was going to say. Not, not, not physically. Um, please, WA police, don't, don't come after me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to need to give uh, quite a few explanations about how you know all this stuff. Well, movies, you see. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, but I, I'm... The concrete on the feet and, oh, sh- you know, um, I, I know. You, don't, you uh, don't want the people who give people those concrete boots to around comes swimming with the fishes yeah you're going swimming with the fishes but on a full stomach but did you ever did you 
Were you? Did you hear this one as a kid? Did I you did. Hear about the my foster mum used to always say this one to me. Yeah, and, and my parents used to say it all the time. You had to wait 30 minutes and stuff. And I remember actually as a kid thinking but to myself. it didn't apply when you had breakfast. Didn't it? No, because you had breakfast and had a shower or had a bath. That's not sort of swimming, though. That's but bathing. Te- but technically, on the technicality, uh, it was full of water. Right. I, and and if you were six or seven or eight, you could have drowned. Okay, all right. You all know, right. because all that splashing that you do when you're a kid. Yeah, well, yeah, no. no anyway, um, um, but I do remember testing it out as a kid, too. Did you? Yeah, I was at eight and then went into the water, and I thought, <gasps> this is it. This could be my last day. Do you know, I, when I, okay, when I hear something in the crazy and oh, kind of side topic, what I tested as a kid, we should do a kid episode, talk, talk about what you tested as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I could get a shopping bag and jump off the shed. Yeah, you said this a few episodes yes. ago. Yes, yes. And I think that was quite a good little experiment. Yes, I learned very quickly that you need more, uh, more, more um, uh, shopping bags. Yeah, you need a lot. Yeah, you need to do a weight ratio and you yeah. need to know some <laughs> science and calculate. I wonder how many how many um, shopping bags it would take to actually make a parachute that well, would actually work. You know, we're not going to test it though. No. And one, I don't think shopping bag material is strong enough to actually act as a parachute. And really? yeah, it's not that strong material. We're not, we're not talking from a great height. We're talking from a shed. Well, see, that's also another problem is that if you do not have enough distance, it may not deploy and create the wind resistance to mm. hold you up. So, so I'm, I'm, look, I'm not an we, expert on aerodynamics. Can we get a skydiver to yeah. go and test this? Yeah, because they use, what is it, nylon or nylon. something? Yeah, so they use a nylon. And it's, it's quite big. Yeah, it's so, massive. But I wonder if you could make that out of, uh, out of, and I know this is very bad for the environment, but recycled plastic bags and see what would happen. Like, uh, Of course, I have a backup just in case, and I'm talking yeah, about... Yeah, I think you're going <laughs> to... Definitely need a backup. A backup plastic bag. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Even bigger parachute made out of more plastic bags. Oh, but I mean, if we did want a to. A body do... shoot made out of plastic bags, just like the air shoot suits. I find those little suits with those little jetpacks they're making now. Yeah. I find that fascinating. Oh, totally. I can see people like literally crashing into other people's homes. I can see it happening. <laughs> Insurance claim. Hello, there's a yeah. jet man in my house. Yeah. What's the so, jet man doing in your house? Uh, he came through the door. Yeah. I'm ringing because my window broke. How <laughs> did it break? Well, it broke when someone came through it at no, no. 200 yeah. kilometers an hour. Yeah. Hello, this is insurance. Uh, I think a missile just came through my house because I've got a <laughs> hole in one side, a hole in the other side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a whole brand new skylight I wasn't planning on. <laughs> anyway, we are joking. We are going to be changing this show. We're uh, side topic now. Oh, yes. We are going to be changing the show a little bit um, to take a little break yeah. and slow down the episodes because yeah. there's over 30 something episodes to go and enjoy. So, in a few weeks, not, not straight away, we've we yeah. got to gradually do this. Yeah. <laughs> we are letting go of this baby and we are going to either go fortnightly or monthly or yeah. something. Yeah, um, it would just be the, the time. Um, yeah. Yeah, we we both got quite a lot on our plates, so well, and we want to ensure that there's a quality product rather than just pumping out stuff. And I always have to be funny, and you, <laughs> and you always are. You're very entertaining, and Peter's always really annoyed with me. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> Apart from the fact that I'm like giving you daggers all the time, and you know, he's storming like, off and demanding a bigger trailer. <laughs> he's like, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> 
Oh, and by the way, if you are a small business and you want to sponsor the show, you can uh, contact us. uh, Just email info at drm1.com.au and uh, we would love to have you on because that would help us keep going. Come and talk about your business. Yes, and give us some myths about your business. And facts. (laughs) Well, maybe give us myths about other, like your industry. Like don't give us... Or tricks of the trade. Yes. We should do a Tricks of the Trade episode. Well, darling, I think my grandfather account is broken. That's not the sort of Tricks of the Trade I was thinking of. Oh, I thought that's... Little maybe, tips, yeah. handy tips, how to hang a picture on a wall or something. Oh, don't, don't, no, see, see this brand new light that I've got in here? It's because I broke the last one trying to change it. So there's a tip. Do not get Russell changing lights. There you go. He'll end up having that's to money get... in the bank, folks. Yeah, like that's $400 light there now, so... <laughs> Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're out here. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Go check out season one, two, and now season three. This is episode three, and it's been a pleasure having you, Peter. And it's always good to be here with you, Russell. And no controversy. No controversy. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.